guys. This is Kim with the Soul Sense Podcast. We are back for another one. Hoo hoo. I am your hostess with your with the mostest, and you have what are you laughing at? Wingman Melvin. Hey. You're crazy. What? You should see if I had my if I had my road dog Valeria and uh Aaron here, we would be off the chain. Cause this is how we used to talk and communicate. Ah, okay. I guess that's why people look at me like I'm crazy a lot of times. When I'm comfortable, I do this. You're wild. Well, hey guys, we have been uh on a brief hiatus, would you mm, say? Yes. About a good little bit. Um yes. we'll talk about that at, at some other time, but really in in a nutshell i've been traveling kimberly has been studying for a big uh diabetes education test Mm -hmm. and uh at the same time we've also been working on some of the logistics in the the background stuff on our platform not only the podcast but working on getting together a youtube uh more of a youtube presence so you'll see some more things coming out from us uh in the future right yep Yep. And so if, you know, going to go ahead and let you know that now, um, of course, if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, you definitely should be doing that. But we definitely would like you to follow us over at on YouTube at the YouTube, uh, our Soul Sense podcast, YouTube channel. And of course, on Instagram, Soul Sense podcast. So go ahead over there and follow us there. Yeah. Definitely. So one thing we'll be doing different is we're going to be working with the time, uh, trying to make uh, a little bit shorter podcast. Yeah. But not for the sake of of content. We'll be natural, but. So be natural. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I can already tell you like, let's get get it going. It's okay, boo. It's okay. We good with time. I, I got us on the time. I'm rolling my eyes underneath my glasses. Well, do it then. Well, anyway, let's jump in on this this topic, which is appropriate. <laughs> um, today, we want to talk about gender roles, and and more specifically, biblical gender roles and how they are either accepted, represented, or shun or or shunned in today's Christian world. Um, and even beyond that, just traditional roles, mm-hmm. uh, how, how do we view them today? Um, one point that I had made when I was talking to Kimberly was that, uh, and, and we kind of came up on this because we have this conversation all the time, um, about, you know, just different topics that come up in the news that have, you know, something to do with, with gender. And we, we don't always agree no, right. we don't. We don't. But um, one thing that I think we can agree on a lot of times is just uh, the Bible has the the solution to that. Mm. But it's not always easy to to adopt or to even just you can't take it at a surface level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing we talked about was just um, kind of how do we get in on on this topic today? Um, no, we always be talking about it because in this climate, there's lots of opportunity to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> well, let's start out with a scripture. You want to? You want to read? Uh, yeah, Ephesians I, five. Yeah. So, um, okay. So Ephesians five, and I'm going to go from the NLT. Um, and we the, got battling uh, versions. I'm NIV in it. 
Well, I like the NLT, so I'm going to read it. So it says, Spirit-guided relationships, wives and husbands, starting in verse 21. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husband, husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body. So there's a lot to take in and we're not going to parse through that whole thing today mm-hmm. but we'll just take a, a a couple of stabs at it and, and just kind of how that represents in in our society today I think from a male perspective if I'm looking at it at a surface level I see those keywords like wives submit to your husbands mm-hmm. and I think that's what everybody kind of keys in on men yeah. and women at the the same and I think that it can create a household where you you associate a whole lot of worldly labels to what that means. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like, you know, when you're describing wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord and husbands love your wife? How does this thing look like? I think that, that we could kind of make it like a, like a bunch of worldly labels and roles. Um, you know, the wife's job is to be in the home. So how did this happen back in the, the day? You know, why women didn't typically work. They were in the house, you know, taking care of the children, hot meal on the table, all the housework done, all of those things. And, you know, culturally, those two things kind of aligned and they made sense Um that was the cultural part of it. That still didn't have anything to do with the biblical representation of, of, of marriage per se. That just was something that made sense for, for that dynamic, would you say? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and I think that that's the key word you use is the surface level, because I think a lot of times people just get caught on that. And I'll be honest, I can, that word submit is like a trigger word Mm -hmm. and it's a trigger word for a lot of people, if not all people, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a misunderstanding of what it is. And it's funny because, you know, Paul lays out the whole definition and I actually like the NLT better because he's actually explaining like what that submission is all about. And the example, not only for the wife, but the husband as well is Christ Mm -hmm. is Christ. You know what I'm saying? So before we get into the, the, what it really, you know, biblically. Mm -hmm. um, So like I was, what I was saying was that, you know, those, 
I think we still carry that same ideology um, forward to today, mm-hmm. right? We look at the Christian household and and we mix it up with the traditional household, yeah, right? Um, to where nowadays the majority of households you have two working parents, right? Um, I I think the majority if you go out yeah. the majority I don't know. Uh, I don't know too many um, that that doesn't happen. But let's say that is the case. Let's say that you're in a household where the, uh, our household. Mm-hmm. So if, should I expect for you, since we say we want to live by the scriptures, mm-hmm. does that mean that I should expect you to be, take care of all the domestic duties still, um, even though, you work just like mm-hmm. I work? Well, do you want me to unpack that a little bit? It can be at the surface, but yeah. I mean, it's okay. no, but. <laughs> well, well, the thing, what for me, and I can, I can speak for myself, and this is what I encourage other people to do as well. Like, you can't allow another flawed individual or society to define these things for you. These are just so, they're too important. The scripture actually explains itself. And so the thing that I always hold on to is that there are many examples in the Bible where women worked and they brought in an income. So to say that women are not supposed to work, that's not, that that ain't what that says. So what about for let, let's look at first like women that do work because I think that's okay. th- that's a pro- another thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I think it, there are a lot of times that I see where we you know we can hold one another to these same traditional gender roles mm-hmm. as biblical treating them treating these traditional definitions these traditions as they are biblical principles and they really don't necessarily fit for every household today if we're Mm -hmm. both going out working you come home tired i come home tired people would look at our life from from a very surfacey level and say like they they don't follow though like i know we don't have a traditional uh wife and husband Mm -hmm roles i don't think no because on the outside looking in we share the the load and we always have yeah we we share the weight of the house and i actually had which you probably because you don't get on social media i wrote that about you on for father's day but um there's never been this expectation in our home Melvin has never put that expectation on me that there needed I needed to have a, a, a cook every single night and that I'm the only one that can bathe the kids and put them to sleep and pick them up. And when it comes to the kids, that's my domain and stuff like that. Like, we've never done that. Like, taking out the trash, uh, I'm typically the one that kind of gathers it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Melvin puts it out, you know, but, you know, it's like we just we're more so of the family unit. Like, what does the family need? 
Because if you, in my opinion, practically, if you're sitting around here waiting for somebody to do what you think their role is going to do, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's not going to get done. Right. And so we, at the surface level, traditionally, we're not that. And that's one, and for my point in this scripture, in terms of looking at at the worldly um, perspective in this, or or our even religious interpretation of it, I think we assign the. So someone may say that that that's not a biblical marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Some people would say they would align submission to all of those traditional male and female roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Now there are some things that that I do just because and it is a traditional male thing. Like she said, I take out the trash typically. Um but it's not beyond her to go and take out the trash mm-hmm. and she is highly capable of taking out the trash. Um I'm going to typically uh I'm trying to think of another Melvin washes the dishes. He's, not, not any, well, well, now we switch chores. Yeah, mm, yeah, well, he he does it way better than me. Like I I cannot load a dishwasher to save my life. Like I just he can do he just configures it so well and I mean he does it better than me. You iron better than me. <laughs> I braid better than her. He, I can't braid hair. So I mean like so on the outside looking in, that's not very traditional. You know what I'm saying? Right. But these are just things that like there were certain things that I wanted to do as a dad with girls. I'm not very good with women in general, but definitely girls, you know, having little girls. So I wanted to make sure that I at least had some things that I could, some tools that I could use to build with my daughters, to let them know that I, that I was not above or outside looking in in this house full of estrogen. Dad at least gets down, braids my hair. I don't really play with dolls and stuff like that, but I will if they get to that point that they want to do that with me. Um, but again, that does not mean that we still don't uh, – look at at the biblical definition of you know the husband and wife you know it first off the bible says submit to one another out of reverence for christ but sorry i'm going too fast look at the other side of that so you you had mentioned a like a new trend where it's now before we even go into this the idea of a mom working from home or going to work at the end of the day, that should be a decision that's made with it, whatever suits the family. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and suits the person making that decision, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I know, you know, we just uh, were talking about uh, a, a family we're real cool with. Um, the wife is is working, is a, I guess she's kind of a stay-at-home mom, but she works a lot for a stay-at-home mom, but she's homeschooling her kids. Mm-hmm. Now, by no means is this because she is a, uh, you know, doesn't have aspirations and is not a, you know, a strong woman. Like, this lady is like an officer in the military. She is killing the game. Mm-hmm. She just knocked out a whole bunch of stuff at a very young age. And at this point in time, that's something that she wants to do for her family, whether it's a, a man doing that or a woman doing that. I feel like each person should be able to make that decision. However, you're talking about something else that has to do with that. 
jog my memory. <laughs> so you had mentioned the point, fact that um, that that idea of the traditional roles uh, are is coming back as being something that's biblical. Oh, okay. I think I think I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, like it's I'm seeing it come back more because I think it I think it comes from a good place because people are trying to repair and restore family. Mm-hmm. And I think people are feeling like that is the way that you have to do it. You know, um, I don't fully agree, but. Over the past year, my views have changed a bit, but I don't fully agree. But I do, I do definitely see it from that point of view of more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think ultimately, when you, like I said, when it comes to roles of the the man and the woman in terms of the traditional, like what a person does, mm-hmm. I think that 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 is all individual. Right. I think mm-hmm. that those things are up to the individual to decide how what works best for their household. Yep. So I don't think one way is better or worse than the other. I think there are struggles that come along with e- with each way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is I think that it's very dangerous when we associate those traditional roles to what the Bible says about a the relationship between a husband and a wife. Yeah. You know, when we, when we associate, when you hear wives submit to your husband and the thing that automatically triggers to you in your mind is barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen, husband comes in, have my food ready, have me a beer cracked open. If that's the first thing that comes to your mind um, as a man or as a woman, then I think that's a, a clear cut example that the world is, is, is polluting, um, what the scripture says. And I think that that causes people to shy away from embracing a, a biblical marriage. Yeah. Um, I also yeah. think that it, it, yeah, and I think it makes us shy away from embracing these things. And I think even in the, in the kingdom, we can have a, aversion to anything that even sounds like that. Right. Even in the kingdom, we could, ha- we could have a, a, I don't know, we could have a bad taste in our mouths and it makes us want to like buck the system really mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not want to, um, you know, it's it's kind of funny, like the I am woman, hear me roar type of uh, ideology. I think that's good. But there was a time before I started having daughters and, and, got, and was married that like I kind of didn't like that whole thing. I thought that it st- stood opposite of what the Bible said that a woman should be, you mm-hmm. know? And I never was the type of person that was like, I want my wife to work, you know, stay at home and all that kind of stuff. But I still did. And I still do sometimes struggle with the idea of, of traditional roles as it relates to what the Bible says. Yeah, I think it goes, it goes both ways. Um, I definitely, I believe that our background and how we're raised definitely plays a part in what you grew up seeing. Mm-hmm. That definitely plays a part, you know. And when I was, I, I, it, it, there was a certain thing that I saw in mothers, my friends' mothers, my mother, and stuff. So that shaped what I thought being a mother was going to be. But 
when I decided to, and not to say that any of those women were not followers of Christ, I don't, I don't know. But when I started pursuing my own relationship with Christ, you know, that's one of those subjects I really had to dig into because it kind of was contradictory to what I was feeling, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And the commitment was at the end of the day, forget what I feel and, and my issues with it. What does the Bible say? And I'm going to, I'm going to follow what the Bible say, you know, uh-huh. but God, you're going to have to make this make some sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the practicals that I had to do was I definitely, like I've spoke about this before, Proverbs 31 woman, that's my girl. Okay. Like I, I can dissect that over and over again. Um, a scripture that I had shared with you was, um, can't remember which gospel it was, but there in the there's a particular gospel and we'll link it. Um, I'll look it up and I'll link it. But it specifically says in scripture that the there were a group of women that traveled with Jesus and the apostles and they supported them. They supported them. So they were able to do their ministry. They were mm. able to go and heal. And because think about it, like how was these people supposed to eat? You know what I'm saying? Where was they staying? There were the women that were making sure that they had a roof over their head at the end of the night when they did go to sleep. They were probably making sure that because they walked everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they were probably was making sure that their shoes were together, buying extra clothes, definitely buying food. They were working to like you can't get money without without working. So it, to say that women, the Bible says that women are not supposed to work, that's not biblical. Now, you may choose mm-hmm. to not work, and that's okay, too. You may have a conviction, or God may reveal to you that you're in a season where you need to stay at home. I do believe that. But you have to be very clear as to what is biblical and what is just something that has been like, like what you said has been allowed to pollute your thinking, you know? So let me ask you this. Okay. Two questions. Now I'm just going to ask you this one question. Okay. So with all that being said, what does it mean for you in our marriage or just in marriage in general when the Bible says wives submit to your husbands. Well, to be honest with when you. When you said that that great old vow don't to get, honor and obey. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. No, I was playing. Really, honestly, because I've had to study this extensively, it really has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I'm looking past you and I'm mm-hmm. looking to Christ. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and so that was the, the beginning of understanding. But so you're saying it's not based upon my worthiness. Oh, no. Right. Because like I said, you're, you're flawed just like I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're going to mess up just like I'm going to mess up in the submission part. So let's look at that for a second because that is that has been a point to where Kimberly and I have have had to like have some conversations in our marriage um especially early on is, and we still have them. yeah uh, because there are a lot of things that that you were just better at than me um in, or more <laughs> seasoned at than me no. um I wasn't always responsible in certain areas of my life however um your 
and we would bump heads because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like like we don't need each other in terms of like financially or no, anything no. else like that. We all we both, you know, got our college and existed on you know, we're able to sustain ourselves. Mm-hmm. However, you know, in coming into that situation, um, I know there were times where for for me, um, I was reluctant. I think even as a man, um, re- actually, I won't go there yet. But um, I know that were there times where it was difficult for you to uh, submit to to me because of shortcomings you saw Absolutely. or things that you felt like you were better at than me Absolutely. or had a better idea at than me. Absolutely, and it's and is and that was that's always been the struggle for me is because you got to understand that my dad raised two very strong daughters and he taught us a lot of things, you know, and because, you know, when you're raising kids, you don't know if your kids going to get married or not. So like he wanted to make sure that we were not dependent on anyone and that if we were, that we were able to take care of ourselves. So I brought a lot of knowledge into the marriage and a lot of know-how, but you know, when I, and I, I I compared my husband a lot, I compared you a lot to my dad, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I've told you that. And I've spoke about this very candidly here. Like I was comparing my brand new husband to a man who had been a husband for 30 plus years. Right. And so that's, that's like apples and oranges. You know, my dad, I don't know how my dad was when he was brand new, newly wed you know what I'm saying and so by the time I came along my parents had been married for like almost 20 years you know well not almost 20 years but you know about 15 years right and so anyways but I say all that just to say that like that's why it had to make it had to be something bigger than you Mm -hmm. higher than me to make sense to start to start that process of understanding and I even had to because the scripture says like you submit to your husband out of reverence to God like I had to define what reverence was like out of a healthy honorable fear of God that's really what reverence is like you honor God and you fear him not like you fear him like of a monster, but you fear him as in like, I honor you. I don't want to disappoint you kind of fear, you know, like I want to do this because I honor God so much. So I really had to look past you, which made me have to look past your flaws. Now, am I perfect with it? No, I am not. Because like I said, I'm a flawed individual, you know? And so that, but that is what made me buy in and grew my conviction to it. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so for me, looking at the, you know, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up uh, for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her through the word, presenting her to himself as a radiant church. Um, so a lot of these things, I think uh, on a surface, um, I was I was willing to do. Uh, but I think the thing that I really started to learn the more I studied this scripture and others like it is, you know, 
really the onus is on on me a lot of times because if I have a wife that is willing to submit to me, um, and that is a gift, you know, to to submit to me, she's really putting herself at at, at my mercy to mess up or do the right thing with that. And I don't mean in terms of like make bad decisions even. I mean, even in terms of, you know, I know that ultimately if I say this is what we're going to do, and let's say we both disagree. If I say this is what we're going to do, I know that Kimberly is going to, even if it's begrudgingly, go along with it. Am I wrong in saying that? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get so, better with the begrudgingly part. <laughs> but it's, it's different. But, so what do I do with that? Right? To me, how I read this scripture and how it reads to me is I think about how Christ did the church, how Christ did for us. It was very little about us submit, like us, uh, him giving us a bunch of demands and making a bunch of this, that, and the other. It was really about him s- sacrificing for on our behalf, right? And so for me, what this scripture reads like to me is I very, I really try, and I I do um, really try to evaluate my decision making, making sure that I am not only going with the things that I like, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not just going with my gut, you know. I'm taking her point into consideration, and and many times I go with her thoughts on things. Um, now where this sometimes causes an issue is that I have my own insecurities. She's a very awesome woman. You're a very awesome woman. And there's times that, especially younger in our marriage, but even now, you know, I went along with decisions that in my heart I knew were, were bad decisions because I did not want to ruffle the waters. Um, and really I was just being a coward. You know, I did not want to engage and I did not trust that if I cleansed in and, and what my weapons were, were my words, me trying to convince her mm. as opposed to me washing her with water through the word mm. and bringing that out and saying, hey, listen, this is what I really feel. And when I say when I talk about now, this is something that is is. You know, I think that there are guys out there that that can take this standpoint without um, I don't even want, without being really holding your your weight. You know what I'm saying? Like Kimberly knows that if I make a decision, at least I hope you know. Like I'm going to stand by it. Like if if I put if I'm like no, this is what we're gonna do. Like, I'm going to stand by it. And if anybody has to suffer because of it, if anybody has to sacrifice, like, I'm going to stand in line to do it first. Now, I know that she is going to be willing to jump in and help, but, like, I feel like that's my duty. Mm. Um, it's my duty as, because I'm protecting her, I'm protecting, I'm protecting her trust, right? Not that mm-hmm. she needs me to make these decisions or anything like that, but the fact that she is trusting me and she's empowering me to lead our family, I cherish that. And I got to make sure that I, I, I don't play no games with that. I don't come in here and try to um, treat it like it's cheap. 
and I just make all the rules now. We not going. We not going to uh, Disney Cruise. It's too much money, and I don't agree with it. Mm. I don't agree with it, and it is too mm. much money mm. from my thought process. But I got to roll that back and be like, "That, come on now, let's do." It. And then once I agree and I go and do it, it's normally a great thing, and we have a good time. But I to, on the flip side of that, I have to be willing to stand by my convictions as well, and not be a coward when it's time for me to engage and and really and really make take the lead on a decision but not try to convince her over to my side but wash her with the word that's kind of what it means to me and the struggles that I've had in that have been really more than anything my um sometimes my unwillingness to want to engage and I think that is probably the probably the big thing that women get hung up on that honestly if you nail it down to the one thing why women have an issue with submitting is because they don't trust that the man is going to take that role mm-hmm. and do what they're supposed to do yeah and that's a whole nother podcast about picking the right man who is going to do what he's supposed to do. Because when we dated, like I knew that you were going, we didn't have to have no conversation about you like standing by your decisions and stuff like that, because us courting and dating, that was me seeing that in you, you know what I'm saying? So I knew that, you were going you were going to be the one that was going to if anybody going to lose sleep it was going to be you and you have proven that in our family like you'll be the one that will stay up late 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 doing things taking care of business to make sure that we got money coming into the house and i can sleep over there good on my pillow and you're the one that's carrying that and that is probably the next thing after seeing that the the point of starting to understand was knowing that it wasn't you, it was Christ that I was focusing on. But really what put it, that really drew it home was the simple fact that if you look at this scripture, there's a few things that people don't tend to point out about this scripture. We tend to read it and that's it. And and I'm telling y'all, when I be having issues with stuff, I have to study stuff out. And one thing that you have to notice is compare the paragraph that is for the wives and then compare the paragraph that's for the men. It's literally a snippet. The wives is a snippet compared to the men. And then also count how many times that the husband is called to love like Mm -hmm. Christ loved. It's like four times. And like, and we know that when the Bible repeats itself, it's pause. And a lot of times you pause when you see it the second time. Well, it called, it called the husband to love. And that's where a lot of times women, I think sometimes we can jump the gun. Well, he ain't going to, what did you allow him to try to do that first? And then on the flip side, the man, you just can't say I'm the head of the household because I'm a man. Like that comes with a dubious task. Like it says you are supposed, you're the ultimate submission, submitted person. Like you answer for your whole family, your, like where your wife goes, where your kid goes. It, it really lies on your shoulders. Right. 
And I don't think that people actually talk about this soberly. Like your obedience affects my obedience and it affects our kids' obedience. So that's where it all has to come together to complement each other and where I will back down. And like y'all can tell I'm that woman that I'm all fired up. Y'all know I'm your, I'm the typical fired up woman. But what always brings me back when I'm ever challenged, when I'm ever, you know, discipled in this area, I never give a fight. I never give a fight. I may pout and all that stuff, but I never fight because at the end of the day, I know what the dubious task that my husband has to carry on his shoulders. It's a task that I would have to say, I don't want. I don't want it. And I'll tell you, the, the thing that, and I think these scriptures, and I've heard somebody put it in terms of like the love language, you know, like mm-hmm. it, when it talks about loving your wife. Um, and, and I think the description that it's giving for, for the wife is really about just respect. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, your support and respect is, it means a lot to me. And if I don't feel it, which because we at the end of the day, let's be honest, we all fall short in these areas. Yeah. And and I think as a husband, if I feel like you don't trust my uh my sincerity or trust my you know, if I make a decision, you know, trusting that I've taken into consideration all those different areas. I don't make any decisions lightly. And um, when I feel like I got to like, that is one thing that I have been working on trying to communicate better is, you know, now this, this point in my marriage, I really won't accept. um, I don't feel like I should have to explain my intention. Yeah. My intention, because Mm -hmm. I think it, it, but I still do. (laughs) <laughs> because that's part of love. You know what I mean? Mm. I got to understand that this isn't something that just comes easy. But this is a new struggle for me is to feel like I feel, you know, very defensive when I have to explain my my intentions or my um, what what I have done to come to to a decision on something. Because I feel like I've earned the right to make a decision and you just get on board. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, as a husband, the less that I have to do that, the better that I, the easier it is for me to, to make, to be decisive and to be willing to engage when I know we are going in a direction that is, is not comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I can just easily course correct and you just rock along with me. And I feel like we're working towards that. I still think that's our our bump. Um, yeah. And that's over anything. We're talking about the podcast. When we're talking about a business. And we're talking about life. Yeah. You know, um, is first off, you, you just accepting the fact that I'm making this decision or I'm giving this decision without... You know, you trusting it like you would trust yours. But on the flip side, me being patient and loving enough to, even without being asked, like to provide that comfort, just because I know that that's something that that you're going to, I'm not going to say always struggle with, but 
at least because that's the woman I married. I married a very confident and, and, um, yeah, a confident woman. And with that comes a confidence in your decision-making. And if you don't agree with something, you ain't going to just easily fold over. So making sure that I am, am taking the time to, even before we get to that bump, give, make sure you can see my thought process, not just take it for granted that you're going to just jump on board. And if we do hit a bump, be impatient. Let's pray about it. Let's pull out the Bible. Let's get past this bump. And now let's go back and talk about it again and take ourselves out of it. But, um, yeah, you know, I think we could parse this out a whole bunch, but yeah. Um, and there's many different avenues we could go down and stuff like that. But I think that, I think that the 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 point is is that what the theme is for our whole podcast. The Bible really has to be your standard. Yeah. And you really have to study it um and it'll give you every answer. It'll give you every piece of understanding. Um this particular thing is a, it, this is one of my, those things that um strikes a chord with me. You know what I'm saying? Um I'm very independent, was raised independent. And so it scared me to feel like I had to totally undo things that felt like innately me. And that was not necessarily the case, but I had to have a mind shift, you know, because I was putting too much pressure on you. And I think that, the vice versa, like you can do the same, like you can put that pressure on me instead of putting the pressure on Christ. Because like I mentioned earlier, both of these, when you're reading both of what the wife is expect called to do, what the husband is called to do, ultimately they're both called to follow the example of Christ. Right. That's it. (laughs) Really. And if you do that, all those other things will naturally happen, you know? So, yeah. So I guess to put a button on this, can I put a button on it? Button it. <laughs> to put a button on it, I think that the two main themes to walk away from, uh, if anything, is don't allow the world's mm-hmm. traditions to stand in the place of God's scriptures. Yeah. Um, when we hear the words, wives submit to husbands, husbands love your wives, submit to one another. This I, this whole idea, don't, don't allow that to be defined by, you know, these traditional roles that are out there. Not saying that those things are bad, but let, make those decisions to to whatever roles you guys take as husbands and wives, let that be part of something that is to your lifestyle. And the other thing is, is that just that part is a have it your way, but this part is not Mm -hmm. the idea of submission and love and caring and all of those things that the Bible describes there is no other alternative. These are not um, old ideologies. These are tried and true. And, you know, for our marriage, it I, we won't sit here and act like this is 
we're perfect and that we get this right all the time. But when we align with these things, for us, it looks like we're trying to outserve one another. Mm. And that ain't that don't happen all the time. That don't happen most of the time. But when this happens, we're pushing towards this being the description of our marriage. And the more and more we get to that, it'll look more like that first piece. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm. And that's how that, at the end of the day, that's how that thing will look to the outside world. Um, regardless of whether I'm staying at home with the kids or she's staying at home with the kids or whatever that is, whatever, this adhering to this, our marriage will, will be super attractive to, to, the, to anybody who looks in at it, and it'll be rich for us. Yeah. So that's the two points. Have have it your way in terms of what roles y'all choose to do, but don't don't trick yourself into saying that that's the Bible that's saying, you know, husband can't do this or wife can't do that. But let let Ephesians guide you along with all the other scriptures. All the other scriptures. Anything else? Nope. That's all I have. That's all you have. Well, guys, you have been listening to the Soul Sense Podcast. I'm Kim, your hostess with the Moses, and Melvin, your trusty wingman. Wingman in it. And um, the hope is that we're back for good. But again, we we will not be taking off a month. I know that. We will not be taking off another month. <laughs> no, we'll be consistent. We'll be consistent. Pray but, for us to be consistent. Exactly. But you got to understand, again, this is not a full-time job. We work full-time jobs. And we do this as a passion, you know, um, and think something that we feel is part of our passion and purpose. So anyways, God, if you're a guys, if you are not (laughs) already following us, go ahead. It's free, 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 free to subscribe, um, to this podcast. Also go over to YouTube. Soul Sense Podcast. Follow us there. Click this link right here. Click. I don't know if it's going to be there. I just saw It probably will because I'm doing the YouTube editing. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But yes, go ahead and click, <laughs> click the link. I'm sorry. Click the link. And also ding that notification bell so you'll know when we have uploads because, of course, this summer we're going to start really putting out videos on the YouTube channel. So you website. don't want to... Go to the website. Now, you done got me off now. now not only did you doing all this, this oh, yeah. stuff right there, you're getting me off. I had my, my little spiel. Okay, guys? But anyways, do those things. Those things I just told you to do. And go to the website because all that content will be there. Yes, yes, that too. www.soulsenseministries.com. You can get everything. It's the hub. Anyways, we'll catch you later. Bye, guys. Bit boom data.